Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In Boom. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Welcome to the last three digits today. How's everyone doing? We're good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank yeah. you. Um, I'm good, just quarantining. This is probably the most bored week I've ever had. I know, are you tired of kicking ball on your Instagram? That's all I, that's, that's all, what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Taylor, we want to thank you for having you on. Happy to introduce our guest today, um, Yasmin Taylor. She also goes as Taylor. And she is a 27-year-old platform data engineer and back-end yes. engineer. And in the last 24 hours, she's amassed more than 2,000 followers on Twitter, hitting 7.5K. And you've yes. caused quite a bit of a stir when you spoke openly about making 130K. thousand yeah. pounds. Taylor, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Firstly, congratulations on that. That's a, that's a lesson. Oh, thank you so much. Like, it's just nice to hear. Well, I have been getting quite a lot of congratulations, but I think yourself and another podcast, they came back to me quite quickly. I was like, you lot on job. Like, I was expecting maybe, like, next week or stuff, but I guess because um, everything's all remote now, there's no need to kind of, like, wait. So. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Everybody's at home, like, what would you say has been the reaction to um, you saying what, what you earn? Um, do you know what? I would say the reaction has been weird enough. 80% positive, 20% negative. But I think mm. it depends on what kind of Twitter world you're in. So I would say like Twitter has different vortexes. Like if you're into finance, there's finance Twitter, there's I have the same nine to five. What are you doing, Twitter? There's um, tech Twitter. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then there's Christian Twitter. So I think for me, it's like I'm quite an open personality. So I'm like involved in everything. So in the beginning, um, the good kind of attention came from my people that were in tech. And um, I knew that posting the salary would be a bit like, whoa, like, why do people need to know that? So the day before or two days before, I posted a YouTube video on, you know, how it feels to be a woman in tech, what I do. Mm -hmm. And I try to kind of like come across very like humble by saying, hey, this is where I am. But I grew up in Peckham. And before I got to where I was, like on the path to getting to six figures, I used to work as a cam girl. Like mm -hmm. I, if you go on my YouTube, there's like a whole story of, you know, how I used to work. Done the research. Yes, I was just like. <laughs> Yeah. You're getting into the saying, so saying, she's not on the road. Which she's not on the road that you want to walk on. Yes, yeah, so I'm just like, do you know what? Like, let me come across like a very personable in it. Yeah. And then um, when I did post it, I made sure that um, I posted it. Um, first, I was going to do it as a YouTube, and then I was going to post it as a Google Doc. But then my boyfriend was like, no, like, why don't you post it as a Medium blog so you can like track stats and stuff? So I was like, do you know what? Um, I'm going to personalise it a bit. I think, like, you know, there is a stereotype in tech especially, or even in the corporate world for black people, um, there is quite a lot of hush-hush around salaries. And I think it's because a lot of us from maybe Afro-Caribbean households are very spiritual, 
so there's a lot of spiritual superstition behind sharing big numbers because of evil eye and this and that but the white people are out there oh hey my name is becky my dad gave me 300,000 and i made a friendship bracelet and i made five million a day oh my god becky like well done i want to buy a friendship bracelet but if a black woman now says the same thing then it's like oh why do you need to show off exactly i think as a black woman it's hard to achieve without question marks being raised whilst as you said if it was like a white american guy from silicon valley doing this would exactly would it have gotten the rts and the likes but um obviously your blog post went viral and obviously you spoke about one of the hardest things you've had to face during your time in tech was being the only black woman color and um some friends of mine believe that you were getting more backlash because you're a woman and probably because you're a black woman would you agree um, yeah, I definitely would say so. I think um, a lot of um, black people, even for the ones that are wealthy and make it, I think I've always tried to tell people that poverty is a mindset, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't, have to, be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, like, a state that you're in. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, um, I do believe that I received a lot of backlash, not because I'm a black woman, but because I think I come across very personal from the end, so people are just like, what, like, how did you get there? And I was just like, you know, I posted as a guide and not only did I just post my salary, I posted a technical step-by-step, you know, what I studied and um, what I've gone through via YouTube video, um, the salary changes that I had, the interview questions, references, LinkedIn posts, everything. So wow. people really, and you know, not in a cheeky way, but people like charge a lot of money for that. Like, especially when I was getting into tech, people be like, oh, 150k guide, um, I'm Yasmin Taylor, leader and entrepreneur, how to get to six figures at 27, and I posted it, and then people in the beginning were like, wow, like, thank you so much for this comprehensive guide, and then people, I then made another post saying, you know, that oh, 130k at 27 is awesome, and I'm blessed, but when you work in tech, that's just a small number, like, oh, there's God. people working in tech, like, contracting on, like, 10k a month, or 800 pound a day, mm. so... This is why I was talking about like the different Twitter vortexes because Twitter tech were like, 130k, you must be junior to mid. Welcome to the club. I'm actually contracting for 800 pound a day, and you're just like, I've always been humble or willing to learn about around people that are financially above me. So um, yeah, um, after a while, for some reason it just got weird. I think people started screenshotting my salary and my picture and saying, oh, why did she need to mention how much she was on? And I was just like, I understand if I just like posted a picture of my salary and left how it would be seen as gloating but your favorite rappers gloat your favorite rappers have m charges and they're gloating like it just doesn't make any sense so like i'm like okay like if i was a rapper and i was a male and i posted with like lots of stacks of money and be like oh broke niggas can't come near me with yes i'm buying that album i'm not even gonna lie lie, you see what i mean like i'm not even streaming i'm buying that straight off itunes why is it okay for like black men or even like the black community to set people that like a mass wealth through fraud or like rapping about killing people and forging activities and then having to blow well done to them and the post outside a lamborghini with like lots of money but when i'm giving you a comprehensive guide of like how i got to like where i was in tech and stuff i'm gloating so it's like it, it just felt like people just wanted i don't know it was, it was weird why don't you just glow what? yeah i it might sound quiet by the way you mean why don't you? Oh, why don't I just close? Yeah. I'm speaking up. No, it's like your mic is quiet. Okay. Um, I'll say, why don't you glow? Well, I don't know. I don't. What's, I don't see what's wrong with glowing. If you work hard and you're achieving something that not many people achieve, I don't understand why, as a society, 
we have a problem with people like bigging up their chests to like I've achieved this, especially if what you've achieved is quite extraordinary, especially for your age, let alone your demographic and where you come from. So I personally don't understand why people are so mad like that is it's still rattling to me. I couldn't believe it. How did you feel when people were like asking you to to uh, provide proof? And why didn't you just tell people to suck their mouths in ten different languages? That would have you know what? Because so much time. So I had to time. obviously because I wrote a medium post and it was linked to my LinkedIn. I had to be careful not to be like, oh, suck your mom, this and that. But weirdly enough, it got to LinkedIn because I posted on well, and I had like hundred and ten percent backing from like every professional. I've got like podcasts lined up. I've got people willing to like sponsor my YouTube channel to teach like mm. kids in tech. Like it's really done like really well. Like introduced. Oh, my post is coming by the end of the year, guys. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like I even. I'm doing like a virtual course um, next week on like how to like get to six figures and I did kind of like also say that um, during my career like even before I got here um, or got the like 130k job um, I work as I work in DevOps which is a type of um, tech field but I'm also kind of like a solution architect so it's kind of like going to different companies looking at their technical infrastructure then being able to explain in layman terms what technically is happening and having the coding knowledge to implement it as well. So that, those jobs can be DevOps, um, platform engineering, solution architects, or pre-sales. So when I get called or offered for jobs, I've been offered jobs from 95K to 110K with the on-target earning of um, a commission structure from 20 to 30K, boosting my package up to 150. I actually declined that job um, and took a job for a AI kind of like company, and they pay me 80K, so that's a perm job. And then, um, yet again, I went viral on Twitter, I think, three months ago, complaining about, like, diversity in tech. And, you know, Americans are very straightforward. They're just like, hey, like, flipping love your YouTube, like, we love it over here, you have a great personality. We actually have a startup, the two of us, and we would love for you to come on board. We went through four stages of interview, got the job, um, it's remote, um, project-based, and they're paying me 70k on a phone basis. Sorry, just okay. to say, I think when you're moving your hands, I don't know if oh, sorry. situation. Um, but sorry, one of the things as well is in February this year, so 2020, you said that you were on 70k and it's now April 2020. So one thing I've, I was listening to your IG live, you said you make 80k from your 8 to 4pm job. Yeah. You enroll in the US, you make 70k working 47pm. And you said 130k, but that would add up to 150k. So did you mean $70,000? No, so it's um, 70k GP, G, like British pounds. British pounds, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's obviously, if we add 80k and 70k, it is 150, but before tax, it comes to about 130. Okay, did you say before tax? After tax, after sorry, tax. it comes to 130. Yeah. You also said on your IG live that you were making 6k a month. When I times that by 12, it's 72k. No, so like that's what I get kind of like at the end of the month, like combined together. Post tax. Gross tax. Post yeah. Tax. Okay. Yeah, but then at the same time, I didn't want to put like one fifty because I was just like I didn't want it to look like too unbelievable, if that makes sense. But then I just if I put one thirty k, one hundred fifty k, you know, like yeah, you're better than me, boy. I'm at Mr. One Thirty k. Are you mad? Me, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting the exact penny just to rub it in people's faces. One four two seven seventy three p. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. The IG life, yeah. So basically, it's eighty k, seventy k, and before tax, I think it comes about five to six. But then I also get paid to do talks as well. So. 
they were talking about oh, what kind of stuff do you do and does it add on to your monthly salary and I was just like yeah like oh, if understood yeah but would that's what say, like, um, would you say the impact of because you said it was like 80 percent of people were negative and 20 percent were positive no 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 would you say right. that sorry yeah sorry 80 percent were positive and 20 percent were negative would you say the impact of the 20 percent hit you more even though the 80 percent was more people yeah like i lost sleep like i was like oh. what like i actually went out of my way to create a guide and you know like giving technical links to free um she said, I, was try, I was trying to help you niggas yeah i was just like <laughs> I was just surprised. I was just like, 80% was good, but for me, it was just, unless I'm just thinking weirdly, like, I don't see how you can, like, read my, my blog post, look on my YouTube, and then say, oh, yeah, you're moving mad, like, you think you're better than me. Or, I'm thinking, what? I was like, yeah, I am. Where do we go here? Where do, where do, what happens next? Wow. Taylor, Taylor, as a quick intro, anything that you said that might have sounded negative was beautiful in Ayo's eyes. He's yeah, the, correct. He's this, the, yeah, this, yeah, he's the... He's the, the um, it was so entertaining. <laughs> you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't let it get you out of your comfort zone. You can't. You should just, you should just mute the conversation and start tweeting. Yeah, about yeah. Because people, like, the way people pop up oxen to audit your salary, I thought was... It was absolutely nuts. It was Insane. ridiculous. Now, do you think that would have happened to a guy? To I don't think free? so. No, no I, I think, think because so if you do it to a guy, like he actually might fight you. So, I think no, I think yeah, I think everything's different to, uh, when it comes to women. 100%. Do you think? Um, oh, sorry, go on, brother. You gonna say something? Hashtag one. Uh, no, go on, Nico. Robert, <laughs> but um. I think something you touched on a bit earlier about how, how much culture plays a part in this. I guess it's, it's not seen as a normal thing for us to, A, to see uh, salaries mentioned overtly, um, and B, for them to be mentioned as so high. Something, why has everyone gone away? What's going on? Oh, my Wi-Fi is moving, Higgy. Um, something that I was saying to someone the other day was, a lot of times people will say, for instance, you're gloating if you mention the amount of money you're making. However, when it was less and I was mentioning it, you saw me as as humble yeah, as someone yeah. that was um, willing to teach etc but now that it's an amount um that's above i guess what your imagination is now because i think the interesting thing was i saw people telling you were gloating for saying the amount not for saying i make this amount and i'm better than you those are the tweets after but, yeah. um, <laughs> but before that just for saying the amount people were saying are oh, you why are you gloating? Why are you boasting for when all you said is, this is what I earn. This is the reality. Do you think culture plays a part in that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's culture, apart from, like, African superstition of, you know, don't tell people your good blessings because of the red eye. But also are you think, African? Yeah, Ghanaian. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at the same time, it's... um. I would say it's a bit of hateration as well because the white community, the Asian community, they don't really act like that, if that makes sense. And I think um, a lot of people want to win, but when pe when you go past the rich dad, poor dad, 48 laws of power and you see somebody that's actually implemented it, then they're kind of just like, 
Really? And it's just like, right. your time. Your energy, that like, you're giving me. You're, you're, you're giving me. He <laughs> <laughs> said, once you go so past Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, like, you can't, power. like, I've read all those books, um, The Secret by Rhonda Bynes, and obviously I'm Christian, yeah, so yeah, I believe it. But it's just like, how long are we going to talk about manifesting and not actually put this into action? So when you've met somebody that's put it into action, and I'm coming from a humble place, like, listen, Twitter has to go past body count and if I do this with a guy, if you're going to be my friend, let's actually talk about generational wealth, then you have an issue with it. So this for me, I was just like, season, that's what kind of like led me to the comment of, I should have left your asses on 25k, enjoy the hood, because you clearly love it. Wait, hold on. Let's get into that comment, because that comment has taken out 2020 already. So I read in your blog, by the way, South girls are the best. Yes. I read in your blog that you said, oh, you um, I'm... Yeah. yeah. Oh, it makes so much sense, that energy. <laughs> the energy is big. So you said, I'm paving the way for others that look like me. So, like, how are you contributing towards your community in light of your social mobility? Um. So before all this hoo-ha, I run coding classes where I teach, like, people from underrepresented backgrounds, people of colour how to code. I got sponsored by um, RVU Zoopla to do that. Um, I talk at, I used to go to Christ King College, so I speak there. Um, I was part of a company called Generating Genius where I would kind of like help kids from um, under, from like 18 to 21, that kind of like odd uni stage, kind of like go into STEM. So I'm kind of like doing all that on the background. There are some gigs that kind of like pay me, if that makes sense, but I didn't want to add it because, yeah. But every, you've, done, you've done more than enough. Yeah, so I'm just like... But it, it felt conflicting when you told everyone to enjoy the hood, X. <laughs> Your blog post said, I'm paving the way for others that look like me. Like, talk to me about that, because I, I, felt, I felt conflicted. I was like, right. Yeah. Are um, we broke bees? Like, Are we getting money together? That's like listening to Beethoven <laughs> to me, boy, when you said... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's wrong with Ayo, man? Why is... Do you know what? Like, for me, it was... So, like, yet again, like I said, Twitter's in Vortexes, so... People were congratulating, some people were dragging, and I'm obviously taking my time out, stupidly, to reply to the people that I'm dragging. So me saying that was in response to a guy that was dragging me, so me and him were going back and forth, indirecting each other. So he must have DM'd me like, oh, you know, like, you know, what you're doing is good. Um, I'm 30 and I've been in the 25 to 30K working in tech. Um, how did you get there? It doesn't make any sense. And I was trying to tell him, he was basically trying to say I was lying and then insinuated that, I basically fucked my way to the top because I used to be a cam girl. Hence, I turned around and said, should have left your ass in 25k, enjoy the hood. Okay. Okay, because I think a lot of people that heard the comment... A lot... Oh, my days. I old man. <laughs> I think, obviously, a lot of people that heard the comment took it as a... Because, um, obviously, it was definitely worded as a generalised statement. Like a poverty shame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think a lot of people, regardless of their positioning financially, took it as, oh, raw, like... Um, and I think I've always noticed that when people have this weird theory of what people say when they're annoyed um, constitutes to what they actually believe all the time, uh, which is something I don't subscribe yeah. to. But yeah, a lot of people took it as she's trying to shame the hood in general, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I come from the hood and I, what I would say is that the hood definitely moulded my character, but if we don't have discussions about salary and generational wealth and we stick to um, body count, we're not going to be able to buy the hood. This is the aim. This is what people need to understand. Do you get what I mean? So in my comment in Enjoying the Hood, 
if I can go out of my way and provide details of not just my salary, but even links to LinkedIn and other mentors that can kind of not just help you in tech, but just kind of say, hey, I'm a black girl from Peckham. This is what I'm doing. And you want to tell me that I'm glowing? Then enjoy the hood. How many black people would you say are in your workplace? Just me. No, two. Okay. Two. Um, About out of 50. Wow. And how has, like, your new financial situation made you view your upbringing? Like, has it made you view your upbringing in a different light? Because, obviously, you said don't have to deets Prada or Louis Vuitton anymore. Did you use Oh, shoot, I forgot all about that tweet, you know. I genuinely forgot. You know what, I'm not going to lie. When I was in uni, I was kind of tempted to go along that route. You know, when they go, like, oh, like, basically, if you give me your PayPal link, you'll get the shoes, give me your address, and it's coming, and I've got 5K. And, you know, I tried it, and I was just like, I didn't want to do that. Hands touching the mic, hands touching the mic. Oh, sorry. So for me, a part of it was just like, I went to University of Bedfordshire and there was a lot of boys, a lot of girls that wanted to drip but they didn't have the money to do so. And yet again, it's the flashy culture of, I'm a force that I'm a rapper, I want to be like them, or American culture, but you don't have the finances to get there. So I'm just like, I think a lot of black people kind of, um, especially in working class environment, not all black people, but we kind of let ourselves down because apart from, like, systematic racism that makes it harder for us to kind of, like, come out of the hood, it's just nice to know that you can still drip, but drip legally, if that makes sense. Mm. You said um, at the start of your blog that um, a lot of your journey was spiritual as well. Yeah. Um, Could you touch on that a bit? Yeah, so um, in regards to, like, being African and African spirituality, I think sometimes it's... I've just kind of, like, learned that the power of grace and gratitude is enough. So I just started picking up on different frequencies. Like, I'm not sure if you know of alignment and angel numbers, but I just went through a weird phase where I started... 11, 11. 11, 11. I, I that all the time. Yeah, I just started seeing 11, 11, 333. So I researched it. I kind of um, went back into African Christianity, slavery, and saw that, okay, there are certain links to Asian Kemetic science and Christianity. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of started to come a bit more in touch with myself. And when I started to be in the mindset of, giving without having to receive and I think I started to attract abundance when I changed my mindset of money can buy me this to money can help not just me but people then I was just that's just my mindset now that money is great but it is the system of the matrix and money is freedom if that makes Mm -hmm. sense um obviously working in tech or when you have a lot of money you can kind of like work from home you can wake up at different times and do projects and now, instead of kind of like joining in the corporate rat race or waking up at seven to get into work at nine, I can wake up at seven and pray. Do you get what I mean? Wasn't there, wasn't there a corporate um, tweet as well? Or am I making it up? I don't, I don't know. I'm probably making it up. I'm probably making it up. I don't know why. I, I thought I remembered one. I, I think there was... Um... Oh, yeah, that was another of a hater. He was like... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate you. Let's just say I appreciate no, you. I appreciate I appreciate you too. Like I feel like we're we're connecting. <laughs> like he there was some guy um, that I kind of like even knew him from a friend of a friend, and then he was just like, "Oh, oh call a spade a spade. You're clearly getting one thirty k from contracting. Um, nobody likes to show off. It's all dead." And I'm just like, "What makes you assume that I'm showing off? And who told you that I was contracting? Did you read the blog?" He was just like, "Well, it's clear that you're contracting." I was like. I'm not contracting. I'm a permanent employee. They know just like, well, I don't really... Link to a therapist, bro. Yeah, and I was just like, that doesn't really make any sense. Then he just started going in and getting personal. So I was just like, 27 on 30k, bowling from the corporate world. I'll be mad too. Bye. 
I wait, she, she said 27 bold in Listen, the hook. I see, just needed that was the tweet. Yeah, I was trying to remember if, what the tweet was. Valentine's Day was was a moment right now. This is how Disu is feeling. Like he's so happy right now. He is so happy. Ayo, did you did you say she should have? Did you say she should have tweeted him a link to a therapist? Yeah, cause, yeah. I just because he clearly he's mad. Just take a link to a therapist. Like go and go speak yeah. to this person. How could you? Oh, no, so, how could you? Somebody provide information, a blog post on the step. You haven't even read it, and you just say it is clear. Like you're even coming to speak with Vim, and you're still incorrect. For and for what reason? Purely motivated by people just kind of deflecting how they feel inside yeah. into you type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why when you're clapping back, he was just giving me so much life. Sorry, you said you said on your IG live um, at one point that you want to change the perception, and I rate that. And you also spoke about I haven't watched your YouTube video, but you spoke about being a cam girl uh, for five pound an hour in 2015. Now wow. it's 2020, and you're on 130k. Can you talk about being a cam girl? What what does a cam girl do? It's basically this in Dre and and company and old lonely men. Wow. That that is just it wasn't my full time role. It was just something to know, you know, tie me over. But it was fun. I really enjoyed myself. It's it's gonna sound really random, yeah. But what's the um? Because I've always wondered what. Who me? Yeah, your connections. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I I guess that's right because I can see everyone on my screen. But um. I've always wondered, like, um, what, what, what's the intro convo like, and what's like? You know, when you're when you're first thinking about getting into being a cam girl, was it something you thought of? Was it something a friend presented? And then when you decided, was there hesitation, or was it just like, I gotta get my money? Do you know, I've always been a bit kinky deep down, but I feel like because of like obviously African upbringing, you're just like no to do. But I remember <laughs> I explained in my um, I explained in my um YouTube that I was going from like. I was like 23, 24, going from situationship to situationship. And I'm just like, I'm just tired. And I think a part of me was like, do you know what? I'm tired of this game. I kind of want to like get back at men and I'm going to get my coins kind of thing. So then um, obviously, at the time, <laughs> so at the time, I had just kind of like um, done a boob job. And obviously, so searching for part-time work from customer service roles, plus, you know, what boob size should I go? I think the internet generated some ads that popped up like, hey, like looking good, sexy, why don't you come online? God knows why I clicked it. Thank God I did. Obviously, so um, that's how I kind of got into it. This is it. And you said that you you met a mini sponsor and he paid for one of your courses. Yeah. Was that through the cam girl job? Yeah, so... So, um... Mini sponsor, she's on 130k now. Clearly, she can call it mini. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, I didn't know there were different levels of sponsors, but yeah, like yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just doing cam work, you know, just like sitting down for you, makeup, lingerie, no nudity, and he was just like, oh, like what do you do? I was just like, I decided to know, like men love the damsel in distress, like oh, I'm a university student, you know, just graduated from AI and robotics, so just finding my way to kind of like break into the industry. AI, that's amazing. I actually used to head um, telecommunications at XYZ. I was like, really? So why don't we meet up for a coffee? Met up for a coffee, spoke to him. He was just like, he really wants to help. And he just paid for like one of my certifications. Jeez. Now you Go can sponsor. You, yeah, I want to sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Your joke's on 130k and you want to sponsor as well. Bruv, there's peas out here. Don't let anyone <laughs> The last few digits just told you. I think um, from the things you said, you seem you seem to be very um, 
very uh, thick skin because I think from what I've heard from especially my lady friends, there's always like a negative perception on women that earn a lot. There's a negative perception on women that do stuff like cam girling, and then obviously you, you still even have the backlash from yesterday. Would you say that you're um, being thick-skinned? And one thing I spoke to, like, because I can't lie, your tweets were going everywhere in my group chats. So one thing me and my friends discussed was you seem very resilient um, in your talk. You might not be, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But would you say that that was part of why you've got to where you are? Yeah, 100%. I'm a very resilient person. I do still have my mini, like, breakdown, like, ah! Then it's like, that's this. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, go back and get one. But, um, no, I would say, like, very resilient. Um, growing up in school, like, I done lots of acting. So, you know, when you're in a white working force environment, you kind of have to, like, play the game. So I would definitely say I'm a bit of a chameleon. Like, it's being around the working class environment where I'm from and knowing how to act or just being yourself and then going to work and still being able to indulge in conversations about Shakespeare, Picasso and, you know, Tesla, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I was just, yeah. like... I know that my destiny is great. I know that I was put here to help people. So, you know, I really do want to um, pave the way. And I think um, so far from what I'm getting, so like, I'm happy. I did delete some of the tweets because I was just like, I I don't, I wanted to keep it, but I was just like, I don't want that to overshadow what I've done. Obviously, people are quick to screenshot. I'm just like, people yeah. PMing me, like, enjoy the hood, babe. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, my gosh. People telling me I should trademark it. Oh, I've already trademarked it, you know. Fantastic, we're loving it. Start the merchandise early. Doing mugs, enjoy the hood from Isn't my rooftop it? garden. You need, you need tops. I'm Did, she said from her head. rooftop garden. She yeah. said from her rooftop. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is clearly an icon, and can I just say that we are very grateful. Oh, thank you. I didn't even know that, I didn't even know, because I deleted it, I didn't really see it around, but I didn't even know that people were like still, it went big like that. Enjoy the hood. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good friend of mine uh, said um, he started following black Americans and immediate difference that he noticed is that they love sharing information whether free of charge or whether free or they're going to charge and they're, they're going to share especially if it helps to enrich and he said that your tweet is frowned upon because most people on 130k in the UK aren't saying anything and they're definitely not showing how. Do you feel like the US are more supportive than the UK? Oh, 100%. Like, most of my tech buddies are American. Like, they love it. Like, they're, they're crazy. Like, you will see somebody, like, a CEO with, like, a hundred more series A fun and talking about fuck Trump. Like, they're just so out there. And um, there's a lot of black women in tech in the Americas. I think being on six figures is more of a base because they've got healthcare involved and it's just more money out there. Like, one of my other, like, tech friends from America, she posted a guide. She's not in DevOps, but she is in coding. She was like, hey, guys, so I just want to let you know, um, I literally was, like, from the hood as well. And she was like, let me just give you a step-by-step thread on how I made £800 a day. Another man done it. No one said anything. Oh, yeah, thank you for putting us on this and that. Buy back the hood. You want to do that in the UK? You know, I thought I think if I wrote a thread on, you know, body count, would that be better for you guys? Because clearly that's what you want all the time. Goodness. That's no, that, that's what? clearly like oh, that's clearly what you want. <laughs> you know when I was getting ready to ask a question and then she just hit the spirit out of man like. Like if I had wrote a thread about are you man like if I got ten mantle does it make me a hair? Not really. That's every day. That's what you want. That's what you want. Enjoy the hood. That's why I said it. Enjoy the hood because clearly that's that's just just to. 
Just to intervene, she's speaking to specific people before. <laughs> no, like, well, um, yeah. What What would you say? Like, obviously, as you said, you, um, you're big on giving back. Um, to, to I guess other black women that may have been in your position, or maybe no, sorry, maybe in your position right now, maybe 21, 22, 25 and under, or whatever, and really want to um make it big in in their career, or whatever. But they might be, I don't know, they might be worried about progression or. Something might be holding about mentally. What would, would you think made the difference for you? For me, um, well, even having to say it, but obviously growing up in a working class environment, I noticed that obviously I was very smart, um, even in school and stuff. So like when I was in yeah, what, what age did you do sats? Okay, let's say year nine. I got the highest sats in the borough suburb. I got three level nines, and automatically. I noticed the perception was changed, so I started to do talks at Cambridge and Oxford for like the debating club. Um, then I went to college and I became I went Christ the King. I became student governor, but when it came to my GCSEs, I flopped. I got I think I only got one B, and the reason why I flopped was because being smart is one thing, but being personable and being from the hood, you relate more. So I got distracted by a couple friends in it. I was doing up, you know, sexy girl on the end, meet me in Burgess Park gigs is recording kind of shit and then um, so obviously and i just noticed that going from being like in year 9 14 years old and going to cambridge and oxford and you know going to like student diversity events and i'm the only person because that wasn't about and i'm dining at the ritz and you just see money to now going back in the hood failing your GCSEs and looking how people perceive you and they're looking how some of my friends at the time turn up i was like that can't be my reality if that makes sense so did you found you found your GCSEs well, I, to me, I passed, but I failed because I didn't get all A's. That's, that's, what I was, that's like, predicted. Yeah. From what I was what's been your biggest, um, what's been your biggest failure that you bounced back from so far in that career? Um, probably attitude. Um, you know, being smart is one thing, but I think being savvy in the corporate world is something that I definitely had to learn as I went on. So, like, right now, I can go on Twitter and say, oh, keep your asses in the hood. You can go face to face with somebody and be like, oh, come outside. But when you go to work and you're faced with microaggressions, um, you're faced with racism, and they're riling you up, I had to learn that I can't be like, Sally, let me chat to you outside, please. Like, you have to be like, okay, cool, get your cup of tea in the kitchen, go in an email, BCCHR, hi, Sally. Um, there seems to be a bit of tension behind us. Do you want to grab a coffee? So it was really just having to learn business etiquette. So the same kind of like backlash I got from Twitter about stating my salary. That's the same energy I used to get in a lot of my workplaces where you can imagine I'm 25. I think I first started hitting 40K when I was about 24 years old and I was the youngest in the team by 15 years, surrounded by old, white, middle-class men. So you can imagine you're in the same level as them. The CEO likes you because, you know, you're the token black girl. And then you've just got these white men with that energy and hating. So I would say the biggest failure I had to lesson from is just definitely always keeping a level of corporate attitude and not flipping to the hood too much. I feel you. So can I ask, how are you currently investing? Are you investing? Um, well, I just got my first property last month. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Before this coronavirus thing, I was on route to get my second property. Sick. So, so you're looking to invest in property. That's where your yeah. focus is when it comes to investments. And how are you budgeting as well? Just obviously we're a, we're a money-based podcast. So. Yeah, oh, okay, wicked. Um, budgeting. So, 
so I've got a mortgage now, so my mortgage is relatively cheaper than when I was renting. So all of my like salary goes into a savings account and then I pay myself um, £2,000 a month. So that's how I budget. Well, do you spend the rest on drip? Because you're not making two grand a month, you're making about... Oh, yeah, do you know what? I bought a new wardrobe because I was just like, do you know what? A part of like being rich is feeling rich. I want to be able to kind of walk into places. I'm not. I'm not looking to play the whole. I've got money, but I look humble. Like I want to look rich. I'm buying food and shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I want to. I want to smell good. You know. Listen, you're. Yeah. Hey, you and this. I'm. You know. I'm going like, to like. But me, me and you too. Like I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm feeling your vibes. Don't like, worry. I'll catch my... you in Harrods after quarantine. Oh, excellent. Do you know, like I believe in the power of visualization and manifestation. So. One of my jobs is around Oxford Circus. Every lunch break, I'm just walking around Selfridges, looking at the Arabs. What do they smell like? What kind of conversations can I hear? Sometimes after work, I'll even go for tea at Havens just to be around wealth. Not necessarily what can I buy, but who can I be around? Like, I want to blend in. Like, I don't, I want to be that chameleon. I want to, do you know what I mean? So I'm not really somebody that's big on designer, but I think the more money you earn, you realise that the, the more money you spend on clothes, the less you would have to buy later because it's good quality. Mm. Yeah, I feel yeah. You. so what's you you know, you've spoken about Arabs and things like that and viewing their wealth. Apart from eliminating the discussion of body count, what what would you like to see for the black community coming up Eliminating the, the combo of body count. Um just like more podcasts like yourself, like talking about like money. Um, obviously, I don't. I wouldn't want the TL to be too money focused, but I definitely. Of course, but just like obviously, you can have your small bands. Maybe sometimes you can circulate back to body count if that's what you really want. But sometimes you you also have to remember that the whole body count conversations or do you go half on a day? Some of us are. I'm 27. Well, big big people, 27, 31, body count, body count, body count, going halfway. How many times? Like it doesn't make sense. Like. What was that too? What are you like? What are we doing in the community? Like, I just, I just want to see more black people kind of saying, "Hey, like, just got a first job. You don't even have to post your salary, but going, oh, like, just got a first job. Like, oh, I started this business without the iteration. People having the same, people being able to come on Twitter and not only just talk about the work that they amassed, but also maybe not just a rags to riches story, but also being able to have the ability to flaunt what you have through legal means." It's not every day a big stack of money outside car or this person called M charge. Like, I want to see you standing at your multi-million dollar house because you started a finance business. Like, let's flex legally. Like, these white people are laughing at us. They're laughing at us. They're probably looking at us like, oh, well, 130K. Like, they think that's a lot, niggas. That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's, that's basically yeah, that, what... That was, too, that was definitely ERS. That was definitely... Like, that's basically what they're doing. That's that's what they're doing. So, so I thought women earning money may intimidate some men, but clearly men were hitting on you. L- let me read out a tweet from Brandy oh. Pappy. Um, Brandy Pappy said, "Someone tell her I am a great cook. I clean, iron, send flowers. Great communicator, emotionally intelligent, a listener, etc., etc." Um, so obviously, men are out here asking if they can be stay-at-home boyfriends. Would you be willing to have a stay-at-home man? None like Caleb. Do you know what? I'll, in regard to like having a stay-at-home man, he would have to be very spiritual, if that makes sense. Because mm. being wealthy isn't just spiritual on your peace. Oh, <laughs> the thing like being spirit, being wealthy isn't just tangible in regards to money. It's also a spirit and a mindset, if that makes sense. Like I have a lot of like African friends that are lawyers, but maybe their husbands are 
doctors turn pastors. Like, there has to be a balance. But I don't think the black community is really there yet to kind of accommodate women out earning their men unless you're with a partner that has their own business or something. Do you go out earning? Because it's just not going to work. What's been... Before I ask this question, how long would you say you've been a high earner? Like, how many years? Um... So, I would say... The average salary is 27k. In, 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 is that in London or the UK? I think the UK. Um, I touched 40k at 20... 40k at 24. So, I don't know okay, if that so, constitutes to a high earner. So, we'll start, we'll start from 24. Um, what would you say your experience has been with guys in regards to finding out your salary? Because, obviously, we, we hear a lot of times, and obviously, I'm, I'm a guy, so I, I don't know... Uh, I can't speak for a lady's experience, but I see a lot of times on socials, and through ladies, I know that um, men are men tend to be very bitter towards girls that are high earners. Yeah, you, you get that. Oh, 100 percent. Like a lot of, and do you know what? It's sad though because it's only really from black guys. Um, I don't really get that level of victual from white men. To be honest, I don't get white men being like, "Oh, you're showing off," and they don't really do that well because I think they're kind of like used to kind of like seeing generational wealth. Um, so what is it? Is it like actual insults or is it like subtle things or...? Um, it, I think uh, there's a lot of guys that when they think of wealth, especially like in the black community, they think of wealth or rapper, Ford star, this and that. They can flaunt it. But when they meet, I think a lot of black men as well, um, or even people from working class environment, it's not that they don't want to make money legally. It's just that the system has oppressed them to do so. And they've made it easier for black women to kind of like surpass their male counterparts. So when you see a black woman that's managed to smash the corporate world and you've had to go back to selling drugs, then obviously you're going to feel some guys can kind of like feel some type of way, if that makes sense. <laughs> Other guys, in regards to like <laughs> culture. Yeah, sorry, she's not a real person. This is hilarious. What just happened? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think, um, as well, like when you, I think in African culture as well, it's always that the man is the provider, he should earn more kind of thing. So, I think that can kind of like throw a lot of guys off as well. So, for me, I didn't want to give up on black men. So, I thought it's not a, cha- a, a, a point of changing the color, it's about changing the class. So, I started to kind of like surround myself with black men that maybe are middle to upper class that kind of earn the same and I haven't really had any issues um, in regards to that so far. It's only really these like black men that are kind of like maybe working class that have an issue with it really. Other black men or people middle to upper class they don't really they don't really care. If anything they even boast about oh you're my wife you know she's got a PhD in marketing like they love it. Working class people forget it. So, so what are you saying so you said you had um, you saw it more in black people than like, black guys and white guys so would you say Maybe that's more due to the class they're in. So would you say, I don't know, like the white guys you're speaking to, would you say they're also working class or, or are they more of a middle middle and upper class type um, socioeconomic group? Yeah, um, I've spoken to like white men that came from a working class environment, but just for the fact that they're white and they have that privilege, they're e- they, it's easy for them to skip classes, mm. if that makes sense. And then I've spoken to like white men that are middle to upper class and it's, yeah, it hasn't really been an issue. Well, Taylor, we want to thank you so much for coming on today and being our guest on The Last Three Digits. Honestly, you've been amazing. Um, is there anything that you want to shout out? Um, I, si- I signed up, I listened to your IG live, so I signed up to Pluris- Pluricite. Oh, wicked. 
yeah. yeah stick and um i think you're going to talk about giving out your udemy credentials is there anything that you want to promote your youtube i know you're trying to build that at the moment um yeah if you just go on my instagram taylor t-a-i-l-a underscore s-k-y um obviously go on my igtv and i'm doing like a virtual um step-by-step how to choose the right career for you pathway in tech um yeah that's it so thanks for having me um thank you thanks for the opportunity to kind of like clear stuff up and um yeah glad to see you guys took positives from it apart from don't stop oppressing them though Keep oppressing like, <laughs> keep oppressing the people, man. You said keep oppressing the people. I'm so finished. Uh, yeah, we 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 genuinely appreciate you coming on, and um, yeah, man. Well, welcome to the well. Thank you for coming on the last three digits. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Um, I see some people chatting about Afro Nation and the fact that they haven't received a refund yet. Somebody said that, how did my stimulus check hit before my Afro Nation refund? What's a stimulus check? Oh, um, the American government are feeding the streets, giving everybody money because, obviously, there's no economic activity. So to try to keep people going, they're actually giving people, like, one, I think it's 1200 or $1,000 or one two. Do they have to pay it back? Is it coming from their salaries, just all from the government? No, no. Just like grant money? Yeah. Ooh, I'll be hitting up the shops. No, I'm kidding. Feel that lifetime ISA, guys. Can't lie, man. Give me a young easy. <laughs> You're not serious, because you, you will. You won't even tell anyone, and I'll be like, nice easy. So they'll be like, mm, thanks. I'll be like, nothing to every. Yeah, I think I think this this festival situation is a, is a bit of a mazzle. Obviously, everyone's um everyone's flipping at Afro Nation. Um, it seems to be their, their, the policy of uh, the people behind them that they don't offer refunds. Um, if I was to read a statement from the... Um, sorry, from from Fest Ticket, mm. who essentially are the people behind... Um, the, they're the official ticket vendors. On Afro Nation's website, it says, um, can I cancel my ticket? Question mark. Unfortunately, all tickets are non-refundable we are unable to offer any refunds for tickets no longer needed. Straight, clear, and quick. And Fest Ticket also, unfortunately, Fest Ticket are not able to offer refunds. This is because our suppliers do not allow for cancellation after bookings. We make clear before you book that refunds are not possible. We also make clear that refunds are not, possi- are not possible in our booking conditions, which you agree to when you buy it. Which, in a cheeky sense, is big man, we told you already, innit? Like, like leave it, innit? So I don't think people hoping for a refund through afro nate what a lot of other festivals are doing is they are trying to move it back as far as they can and saying your tickets will be valid obviously you have your glastonbury that are giving refunds um but then you have uh your other festivals which are trying to move some have even only moved back to august which i don't think will happen and others have moved to 2021 and said we're not giving you a refund but big man you can roll next year and yeah, I'm hearing that like festivals might not take place till 2021, but obviously Afro Nation is still holding the money. I'm guessing that has something to do with the cash reserves they have as a business and what they're holding on to, because obviously Glastonbury's been around for what how many years mm. versus um, Afro Nation, which is very new. So I'm it's sure it's just company, yeah. yeah, exactly, it's a two-year company. So um, although they went big quite quickly, uh, mm. I 
I don't know if that's a bad thing or a, a good thing. I guess it would have been a good thing if it worked, but it's a bit of an issue now simply because of, um, obviously, times we didn't expect. It's very they're, interesting they're as well. Oh, are, sorry, they're not the only one who are operating that manner. For example, like Wireless. Wireless, their manner's still saying, yo, bro, like, it's still going on. Like, cool, get your tickets. Like, if you go on a wireless website, it's just advertising the day. So you have to really delve into the information. As in they're still selling tickets? Yeah, and it's all like they're still like. So if you go on our website, it just looks like business as usual. You actually have mm. to go into like um, an information section where they give like a a quick corona update and they said as of now, the festival still going ahead. We're still waiting on any government directory, but as of now, the festival still going ahead. I think what I've noticed, I think the issue that a lot of people have with Afro Nation, um, is the the way that admin has done it has made it firstly very personable. Um, which means it feels like you're dealing with someone that you know or know of, someone that's within your circle. And secondly, they've been very um. They, th- I, f- I would, I'll go as far as saying they've been very cheeky on their social media, um, regarding the the tickets. There's been, uh, they've tried to tweet through it. Um, I said tweet through the tweet through the scandal. Yeah, come <laughs> come like come like Labour Bame. <laughs> My boy. Right. Come like come. What? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. They they come like Labour Bame, just trying to sweep, tweet through the tweet through the madness and not and not offer anything about it. And then obviously again they've seem because they seem very personable. It comes across as disrespectful. Um, 100%. Yeah, and obviously they're not offering much information. And to some degree, I understand they don't have much information to offer. We're all in the same circumstance right now where. We have no clue what tomorrow holds. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they might end up doing this festival in August, um, but I have a genuine belief that I know everyone's. I've said this on the pod as well. I know everyone's saying, oh, as soon as this is over, man's hitting DLT and all these things. And again, God bless all those events. But I think there's going to be a level of almost group trauma. I don't know the correct terminology. Um, that I don't. I think a lot of people are still going to want refunds, even if this can happen in August. Um, if you were Afro Nation as a business, what would you do? Would you give the money back even if it means that potentially, I don't know, you could go into administration? Well, it depends on what my terms are. If 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 my terms state, I can't give the money back. But I've heard that they've been changing the terms during this time. See, see that, see that, see that's one of the issues. So even if you look at um, Ticketmaster, who are and somebody, I'll get the tweets up. Somebody left Ticketmaster. They got, I think they got um, either furloughed or made redundant. They started letting the thing go. Started leaking all the secrets, yeah. No. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I saw I, that. I saw that. Perfect. But Ticketmaster initially, they said they will offer refunds for all for some of the events. Obviously, they, Ticketmaster do like a lot of sporting events, a lot of festivals, a lot of concerts, etc. If your event has been um, postponed, we will offer you a refund. But what? Ticketmaster also do New York Times found out is that they changed they updated their terms on the low key. So in the middle of the night, the other ones there like prep food, prep through the kitchen, mum's mum's not awake, sneak a few meat out, stew pot. They changed the terms where now it's not okay, cool. If your event has been postponed, you get a refund. Mm-hmm. If your event has been cancelled. And now the issue is a lot of events aren't being cancelled, they're being postponed. Mm. Like um, even for example like Rolling Loud, they've been postponed. That's a that's a big festival in America, which is coming to Portugal as well. Mm. Um, and another, who was it? Okay, South by, South by Southwest. It's like yeah. a really big um, 
festival in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in Austin, Texas, and it's got like loads of rappers. Like it's a yep, really yep. massive festival. They actually cancelled, but I went on their website and they said no refunds. Some of the tickets that people bought were over a bag, so people spent a thousand dollars, and it's in their terms clearly state we do not offer we want no tickets refundable under no circumstances, including acts of God. So. Does it say including acts of God, bro? Yeah, they said under no circumstances you're getting your tickets back, your money back. Man said including acts of God. That yeah, contract so, so, so is litty. As a, as a company, if you've made it very, very clear in your in your terms, mm. and if you do give the money back, it should actually put you in the mud. Then I'm quite even like, cause like man, you must hold the money. But I, I think it's comms has to be so on point. Mm. You see a problem? Whereas I don't think Afro Nation's um, comms has been on point i think it's i think it's 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 a question of um branding and morality or morals um because you you could let's say for instance you it's not in your terms whatever but you act quick you give everyone a refund um it it will change everyone's approach to the next time you have a festival right now if we think in the short term of course like the terms and conditions are clear they they shouldn't give any refunds however realistically there's the brand image of this company if some if if they want to do a festival next year i worry about how big this hit will be for if people are going to buy tickets for a new an afro nation next year if that makes sense how successful it will be because before they were they were living ringing off of that this whole persona that they're for the people i remember when this nsg thing happened i was fully against what what they were doing to nsg like like completely i but obviously the average person thought, oh, it's minor. Why can't they just open up or whatever? And the reason that Afro Nation were winning on the Twitter streets was they had this persona of we are for the people. We are trying to do something to the culture. And I felt like that was partly why they were successful because they were deemed as for the culture when right now it seems like they're versus the culture. Yeah, that's true. Um I think at one point he tweeted as well, Afro Nation is trending with love heart eyes, which was absolutely shameless in my eyes. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean about your com- your, 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 your comms. Like if, you're, if what you are putting out there as a business is stuff like that where you're kind of like bantering, laughing through the pain and stuff, you're not going to be able to get away with, in terms of like, practices that might not be moral but are actually fair in your business practice mm. because people are going to remember that because people have invested a good amount of money in for their at least 80 pound VIP club three figures I want to I want to check the price now actually let me see if it's still up I guess that goes mission. people have booked holidays people have spent money on hotels and whatnot so it depends if they're going to be able to get them back on their flight and that type of stuff and people have invested just in, just in terms of hope and yep, excitement yep. into that brand yeah, like it, it goes now, back when to it's your brand, it's going to be with wow, like that man boyed me, you know. Yeah, do you know what's crazy? Sorry, second release general admission tickets are still on sale and it's £189.28. Third release general admission is £200.48 and third release VIP is £278.88. When is um, that promotion? Oh, sorry, this is for the Portugal one in July, um, 17th to the 19th, 2020. But it's crazy that they're still selling tickets and then they won't offer refunds. So let's say, for example, somebody doesn't even have social media on any level and they aren't very clued up about the pandemic and the fact that concerts at festivals aren't likely, you could just lose your money. 
Like, I think that goes back to what I also said because the practice that you've said again has been shown already by wireless. However, because wireless hasn't haven't pre- presented themselves as hey guys, we, we come to violate you or whatever, they've just stayed quiet because I think everyone has an understanding that I we don't know what's going to happen, but then it's the okay, you're being cheeky on the social media, that's where we, we have an issue. I think a lot of this goes into even our conversation a lot. We talk a lot about insurance and um. The perfect someone that's, that's done it, I guess the best is is a uh, Wimbledon, um, mm. where they've got um, uh, I think it's I think it's it's titled pandemic insurance. They've been putting one point five million in a year since we had SARS back in two thousand and three, and they've um invested uh approximately uh twenty five point five million over the seventeen years, and they're set to recover at least one hundred and fourteen million. But again, this isn't something you can prepare for. So I'm not saying that Affirmation should have had the peas. Yeah, to be fair to like these festivals, a lot of businesses have been caught with their pants down. So like even like the Premier League, you've got a lot of clubs that are the Damn Premier League TV deals five billion, and they split it across the clubs. So clubs are earning the worst clubs are earning over 100 million a year just from TV alone. Let alone their their sales of merchandise, let alone the money that's coming from the ticket gates and any any commercial deal they have. And rumours were like one of the clubs, Burnley, if football didn't come back by August, they might be bankrupt. So it just shows mm. that a lot yeah. of companies, even some, even even the airline industry, um, they'll stop for stop making money for a few months, and some of them are looking like they're about to go underneath the water. So it shows how much of a cash flow issue our economy is in. Even not, uh, and it also shows that it's not just the average household, average civilian that live in paycheck to paycheck and using um, debt, credit cards, or whatever as you may, as a subsidy or something to keep them afloat. It's also businesses, and it's also governments as well, so it just kind of shows what's happened, the economic climate we're in right now. Facts, facts, facts. Exactly. But yeah, if I was Afro Nation, I can't lie, I'm probably giving the money back, or, uh, do it, or if doing if a partial refund. Company, no way. If I would probably at least do a partial refund, or at the very least I would have handled it better. At yeah, the partial, uh, partial refund would piss me off as a consumer. Yeah. But I think that, that I think me when I was in Afrodation Ghana, yeah, man bought VIP one sixty, yeah. Mm. Come to the thing, there's no VIP, big man. I heard you lot were just walking behind a string or something. Man, <laughs> man was just man were on, cause obviously, obviously I've seen the videos from the Afrodation. I said the only difference was the that, company. And that the VIP section is meant to be like they put they built like some sort of like mini area, da da da. da. So people have seen that before, and thought, okay, cool. They're, Girls are coming in heels. Obviously, I've got like a decent pair of crep on. Come to the situation, I'm sorting uncle's building on the landing. I'm like, this is Bilibuki. This is Bilibuki. That's reminds me of fire. Man said they're building as you go along, you know. I don't know. What are you saying? Some people got a half price ticket if they could work. Man said, man. The man comes in now, and I'm seeing, and I'm hearing there's no VIP. Oh, this there's no VIP. Come in. So basically, we're just on the beach, like on sand, like crabs, cuz. And there, and there, um, what's it called? Um, what, 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 what's the word it begins to see when um, compensation, yeah? Well, obviously, you have to top up money on your wristband because it's a cashless place, isn't it? Credit. To, like, buy f- to buy food and that, isn't it? Yeah. There, so for the VIP people, yeah? Bear in mind, our tickets cost double the price, yeah? So 160, yeah? Our compensation, yeah, was 70 Ghana City, yeah? Which is equivalent, yeah, of a tenner. <laughs> in <laughs> Afrodation. We're saying I was trying to teach you that, like we're all equal. We don't. Well, like he, 
I was there for 45 minutes. I said, I'm not taking this disgrace. I dipped and I didn't, ret- I didn't return. I gave my wristband away. 160 grand I joined. I had that. I ain't come back here. W- were they offering refunds? Because that sounds like... No. That- but I think no. this is what I'm saying about branding is so important because... That's why I was saying you've got to punish them, bruv. This is what... Fuck, flipping out. But this is what I'm saying. Like, when things are... Con- things can be seen as a mistake if it's once. But if this is so consistent where you have issues where people feel they deserve refunds or you're making mistakes or whatever, then sympathy starts to starts to um, dwindle. It starts to disappear because it's like, uh, you've, you've fucked us over a couple times, you know. So, yeah, so I don't know. it'll be interesting how they bounce back because the, because the Ghana thing, the people that were in Ghana were fuming. Not one person I spoke to, I spoke to hella people and speak to people who've also spoken to speak to people. Nobody in the net and that network enjoyed affirmation, not one single person. Flipping and loads out. of people bought VIP tickets, so they oversold VIP tickets without actually having a VIP area for the whole thing. You see what I'm saying? So that's mad. So, no VIP area at all, nah, big man. So, what, what they, what they, I think the second day, what they did was okay, let's say you're at wireless, yeah, and let's say it's Nigo True and one Ethan on the main stage, yeah, mm. shelling it down. So, let's say the first hundred yards of the stage. So just think about the first hundred yards, and then they, they put a barrier after that. That's what they said was VIP. You're saying you lot get better views. <laughs> Basically, we're on the same sand, cuz. Man said, man said you paid the double just so you could just so you could I zoom was, in. Was, man was on the sand, yeah, and my Balenciaga was thinking, "Am I a mermaid? Why am <laughs> I on the sand?" It's like, why are you taking your Balenciagas to the to a sand? Because festival, I thought man. I was going to be on land. I'm so okay, done. you thought uh, you thought they was gonna treat you better. Yeah, and I'm yeah. seeing Uncle, I'm seeing Kwaku still building stuff at 11:30. Nah, <laughs> they're saying they they brought together all of the the club toilet men and, <laughs> and built an empire. <laughs> we got finesse, like it was mad. So seeing this, like how they handled that, to me, I'm not surprised. Mm. I'm not surprised. It's mad anyway. All all the best to Afro Nation, um, and Damla, and I hope all of you get your money back because yeah, yeah, this, yeah. because this is just a madness. But um, it is what it is. What sure. what do you lot what do you not think of Diddy saying that Drake is in his top five? Because um, that was obviously I don't know if he was off the hype of team love and them things but i i thought that was a pretty big statement because it makes me wonder like how how does anyone like create a two so obviously nigo like you're full-time creative how how do you choose between popularity versus like purpose or passion i, I know I've, like drake's, I've said in my, a couple. drake's in my top two maybe top three. Oh, okay this you uh what you mean ever or right now oh yeah yes this is this is where top three ever this is where the lines get blurred. Are you being? He might be, he might be my top five ever, easily. I don't care. Okay, cool. Know. Let me let me ask why. Um, um why? Billy. Because sorry, I've... go on. Who's who's first? Who do you ask first? Yeah, I'll go first because I'm 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 important. But um, <laughs> ability wise, um, pen wise, um, ability to the the ability to be great, um, in the pop songs. Um, and the rapping, rapping songs, the ability to be able to compete in both worlds at the same time and and do them both amazingly enough to live in the charts for the last decade and some change or whatever. And I'll be real, like, he makes, um, like, 
I love artists that make amazing music. He makes amazing music. I like artists that are amazing with a pen. He's amazing with a pen. Um, I don't. I don't think there's many people better with a pen than him, in the time he's been out and even before. And I don't think there's many people better than him at making. He's he's great at everything he does. If that makes sense. So, yeah, he's in my top three easy. Even the dance moves, like the one. I know he's terrible at dancing. He's horrible. He's, he's, he's horrible. He's horrible. And he has some misses. The reason why I rate him so highly, uh, similar reasons to me, though, in terms of the talent-wise, he's, he's so versatile, so he can come and give you a pop song, he can give you a more R&B song, which he's doing quite a lot more in his early days. And his method of R&B, they call it maybe needy R&B, and with like Party mm-hmm. Next Door, it kind of became really, really influential to the type of R&B music we hear now. Also, the fact that he can do so many different types of raps. He can do the southern type of trap type rap sound. He can do a bit of drill. Some people don't like his drill stuff. I love it personally. He can do a proper rapidly bar for bar type rap. He can do braggadocious. He can do introspective. He can do emotional. He can do upbeat. He's really an actor. Even when he's on them pop songs. Even when he's on the pop songs, he's he's talking. He's so influential and he's so deliberate and meticulous. So. You can hear a Drake song, it got to the point where now I'm like, okay, this is going to be the lyric. This is going to be the caption mm. from now, isn't it? And he's influenced culturally, like people saying stuff like Start From The Bottom, YOLO, mm. Zero To A Hundred. He's like, done it every time, even the Tuesday Slide and obviously in light of TikTok and, and probably being know, at home saying quarantine. Drake phrases, but you don't understand that it's, become, it's actually a Drake phrase, but it's normal slang, you see what I'm saying? And like I think some... The business side of things, like... I think sometimes the perception from before him of making songs popular had a belief of, an, uh, of a level of easiness. So I think there's his whole career had to fight off this perception of I'm not, he's not really doing much because the songs are popular because there was always that belief back in the days that if you make a pop song, a pop mm-hmm. song is just, you just throw a producer in a, and, I, and I used to, I, I can't lie because I've always loved music, bro. Like from young, I've loved instrumentation. And what used to always used to frustrate me growing up was People would talk down on like the Justin Bieber pop songs, the S Club Seven, like maybe not S Club Seven, but the the big big pop songs that went around the world. Not understanding the the musicality behind these songs that are that people I think are just catchy throwaway songs is way bigger than any of these real artists, quote unquote, that people will be talking about. The musicality is nuts. You're seeing like you're seeing like a eight piece, um, fourteen piece orchestra. To make this song that is on adverts for like orange juice and because the chorus is catchy people will say ah oh, that they're not serious about music but but they're comparing it to songs with like i don't know with a flute a drum and and lyrics about the abc um and science and africa let me know if you start sending shots anyways enough about Nas. what was he talking about yeah i was saying i like the business side of things with drake I like, um so he's be able to delve into, for example, with his OVO clothing, he resisted putting it in major department stores and stuff like that. Now he's got multiple stores. Um, even stuff like having his own label, he's got so, so many levels people such as that party next door and these things. Even stuff like his work with Toronto Raptors, like he's not, he's a proper ambassador of Toronto Raptors, also won a championship recently, but that's ingratiated him in the NBA and that's putting him in another audience. So. All makes me makes me question what his plans are for investing in the NBA. I feel like for very people they will love to own the NBA team. Obviously, there's a lot. Is a bit of a a what's the word? Like an old boys club owning a sports team. But mm. I feel like Jay Z especially. That's why I think that's why he's doing the stuff with the NFL. Diddy, 
great. These people want to get in to be able to own a, um, a sports school. LeBron probably does one day. So and I have a lot of respect for Drake. And how he, how can you be... Uh, when I'm talking how successful this man was, it was probably about three years ago, and Sal Kalmos posted a metric. And it was like a picture of the United States, you know, all 50 states, uh, mm-hmm. divided into states, and who's the most popular, the most streamed artist. The vast majority was Drake. And I'm thinking, oh, in certain places would be Taylor Swift or the Beatles. Do you know what I mean? Just like to see a, a rap artist is the most popular by a distance is crazy. And it's mm. mad because it's in so so many different realms. He's 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 like it's like there's a part of the US or the part of the UK or whatever that listens to Drake the rapidly rapper, and then there's another part that listens to um, Drake um, uh, one dance and and the two C slide, and then there's another side that li- that w- love him on them. Freestyles talking, talking crud or whatever. I, I think, yeah, I put, I put in my, my top five. In no order, I got my top five is like Drake, Jay Z, Rick Ross, and I can't, I can't even think of the other two off head, you know. Um, yeah, I can't think. Those, but those Drake, three are definitely mine. Yeah, Drake, Rick Ross, Jay Z. Like Who? Um, I don't know. Rick Ross to me is the most consistent. No, I was, I was, yeah, no. Out of all of them, he is the most consistent with verses for me. I've never, I don't remember a Rick Ross miss. Like I can tell you, Jay Z misses. I can tell you, um, Drake misses. I can't. There must be one. Obviously, someone's gonna tweet me a madness, but off head, I can't remember. But you gotta remember, Jay Z was rapping like when Biggie was rapping, so he's got. Yeah, yeah, it's a longer time. True. Yeah, but and also Rick Ross uh, spun Jay Z when when uh, in the but in that. Jay-Z's verse was horrible in that song. It was a song of Rick Ross, uh, French Montana, Meek Mill, and Jay-Z. And Jay-Z came last in the song of French Montana. So, so that song was a nonsense song. Do you think Jay-Z even gave you that? Fam, he didn't even show up to the video shoot. I know he didn't care, fam. He didn't even... <laughs> Dumb ones, boy. But yeah, man. Right. Cool. Guys, um, I think we should be wrapping up. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to the last three digits. Thank you for staying loyal during quarantine. I almost said quarantine. Quarantine radio. Sure. If that's legal to say. But thank you so much for um, tuning in. Obviously, we've got Twitter and Instagram at the last number three digits. Keep at us. Keep following. We're appreciating it. Um, And yeah hashtag tl3d obviously if you have your dilemmas or anything money related or any comments to make you know you can hit us up at three digits pod at gmail.com that's the number three digits pod at gmail.com and we're going to come off the podcast now and discuss what interesting title we should name this sure, sure.